Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture lesson this morning is 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. The elders who are among you I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, Because your adversary, the devil, devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthened, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Our message this morning is shepherds and sheep. And we finish up our look at the book or the letter of 1 Peter this morning. And we find that Peter is addressing the church. He addresses the issue of suffering from the perspective of an elder and that of a member of the church. And we've seen throughout Peter's letter that we are to expect suffering in our lives as we follow Christ. God uses that suffering to make us the kind of people He wants us to be. And our suffering should produce service. It should produce hope. It should produce humility. And it should produce patience. It should strengthen us as followers of Jesus Christ. And during those times of suffering, we as sheep, we as members of the church, as members of the body of Christ, need to also be faithful leaders. Peter refers to these church leaders as elders. And the term elder simply refers to the spiritual maturity of the person. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are a physically aged person. It just means you are a spiritually mature person. You are a leader of the church. 
And each elder of the church, each leader of the church, must understand the gospel. They must be able to teach it. They must be able to explain it to other people. And they not only must understand it and be able to explain it, but they must also live it. They must demonstrate a faithful lifestyle. Meaning they must practice what they preach. And we need to also remember that the flock belongs to God. Not the pastor of a church, not the elders of the church, but the people of the church are the people of God. The leaders of the church, the elders of the church, are simply placed in that position by God to lead and care for the people. But there's more to being an elder or more to being a leader in the church than just teaching the Word of God. It is caring for the people, providing for the needs of the people. It involves protection from harmful things. And that may include discipline if necessary. But Peter tells us this is to be performed in a positive manner. We're to be leaders of the church for the right reason and in the right spirit, with the right mindset, with the right attitude. We shouldn't be leaders in the church if we're forced into it or if we're coerced into it. You should be a leader because you want to be, because you feel God calling you to lead. And whenever you accept that position, you should do it faithfully. We cannot be lazy in our work for God. We cannot want a position or a title just for the money or just for the power or just for the name. We have to have the right attitude. We must be a servant leader. And we must truly want to serve God joyfully with all our heart. False leaders, on the other hand, as as Peter mentions, are almost always interested in money or in the power of the position or in the title. Peter saw that. This is nothing new to us today. We can turn on our television, turn on the radio, and you can hear people saying, send me money. And everything will be okay with you because God will solve your problems. Peter saw the same thing 2,000 years ago. That's why he's writing, he wrote this, this letter, this note. Because he saw the same thing with false teachers, making false promises. Oh sure, they make it sound good. They make it sound easy. They make it sound prosperous. But they're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we'll learn more about the false teachers in the coming weeks as we start Second Peter. It's nothing new today. Peter saw it, and we see it. And Peter rightly told the people what it was. He said, it's Satan. Satan is at work in this world. He was, he was at work 2,000 years ago, and he's still at work today. So don't fall into his traps. Don't let a title get you. Don't let a position get to you. Don't let money get to you. 
When you're leader of the church, you have a responsibility to God to lead the people of God. But remember that they're God's people, as are you. And we as leaders, we as ministers of God, we will be judged for our faithfulness when Christ returns. And many people, I think, forget that sometimes. They think, well, I'm saved, therefore God has forgiven me. He no longer holds my sins against me, so I'm in good shape and I'm going to escape eternal judgment. Well, that is true. God does forgive our sins and He no longer holds them against us. And we are, as we are, as we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are saved from eternal judgment to eternal life. But we still have a job to do on this earth. God gave us that great commission to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. And we will be judged for our effectiveness and our faithfulness when Christ returns. It won't get us kicked out of heaven, that's for sure. It's not a part of our salvation, but it is a part of our Christian life. And finally, as Peter closes out his letter, he addresses the members of the church. There he was addressing the leaders saying, be leaders because God wants you to be a leader and serve Him. And then he addresses the members of the church, typically the the newer people, the the spiritual uh, infants. He says, the younger people are to submit to the elders. The members are to submit to the leaders of the church. The members of the church are to give the leaders respect. The members of the church are to honor the leaders. And he gets back to this idea of submission. It's something that we do not like to talk about today. But submission is a key aspect of the Christian life. And we saw that scattered throughout Peter's letter. We're to submit to the authority of the government. We are to submit to our bosses at work. We are to submit to our spouse at home. Members of the church are to submit to the elders. The elders of the church, as well as the members, are to submit to the will of God. We are to humble ourselves. We are to serve others. That is how God is honored. That is how God is glorified. That is what Christ did when He came to this earth. And it's during those times when we are submitting to others that we are humbling ourselves and we're serving God and we will suffer. It's a challenge to have that mindset for us today. But we must. And we must trust God with our lives. And when we do that, we can truly live in peace, knowing that He is there caring for us. God allows us and encourages us and even commands us to cast all of our anxiety onto Him. 
He knows what life is like. He knows that we will have troubles. He knows that we'll go through trials. He knows that we will be discouraged. He knows that we will suffer. But He cares for us. And He is there. He wants to take all that bad stuff from us. He wants to take our discontentment. He wants to take our discouragement. He wants to take our despair. And He'll lift us up whenever we do fall and we fail. He does it because He cares for us. He does it because He loves us. God still allows Satan to work in this world. God has power over Satan. But He allows him to work in this world, at least for now. And Satan and his demons and his forces are always active. And they're always looking to attack believers. It might start as a simple minor temptation and then grow from there. But Satan will continue to attack us. Peter tells us like a roaring lion. But we're told to resist Satan. How do we do that? By standing firm in our faith. That means we live in accordance with the Word of God. We study His Word, we put it into our hearts, we put it into our minds, so that that's all we think about when we get into those troublesome situations. We don't think about getting even. We don't think about revenge. We think about humbling ourselves and serving God. See, Satan's goal is to separate us from God and separate us from each other. And if you've ever watched some of these nature shows. And you see, say for example, a lion. A lion goes after the one that is away from the herd. It attacks the whatever animal it's attacking. A gazelle or whatever. It attacks the slowest one, the one that has fallen away from or wandered away from the herd. Wolves do the same thing. They go after the sheep or the animal, the chicken, whatever, that is kind of away from the others. And that's what Satan does to us. If he can get us away from the church, if he can pull us away from each other, if he can pull us away from God, he knows he can get into our life and keep us away. That is Satan's goal. But when we stand firm, we don't stand by ourselves. Not only do we have each other, we have the body of Christ, standing with us, but we have God Himself right there as well. And that is the point of Peter's entire letter. Yes, we will struggle. Yes, we will face trials. Yes, we will face temptations. Yes, we will suffer. But always remember that when we stand firm in our faith, we stand together with each other and we stand with Christ. And that is the life of a Christian. Being little Christ, standing with each other, and standing with Him.
Let us close with a prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank You for these encouraging words from Your servant, Peter. We thank You for standing with us and seeing us through our trials and temptations. Help us to be the people that You want us to be. Help the elders of this church to lead according to Your Word. Guide them in their service to You and to the other members of Your body. It is in Jesus' precious name that we pray and give thanks. Amen.